This is an ABC podcast. This is Saturday Breakfast. On ABC Radio Perth and on the ABC Listen app. 10.4 degrees. That's... No, it's getting up there. I remember at 8.30 a couple of weeks ago, I was out and it was like five or six degrees. So 10, that's almost double. And Sabrina just said, I'm turning on my own mic as we yeah. decided that you run the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Savvy. Well, no. I, you know, I turned it on because I thought, well, it's snowing in, where was it? The lady rang in. In Kulbinia. Kulbinia, snowing in Kulbinia. It was snowing. <laughs> A few text messages came in and said, nah, it's just got to be missed. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It's that, It's like that English drizzle, you know, that, that very soft. Fine mist. Yeah, that just seeps into your bones. And you just become sopping wet even though you don't feel like you should be. Yeah. It's just depressing all round, really. But the rain is superb, I have to say. Yeah, for the uh, gardens. Great for the gardens. Great for the gardens. Great and for the for groundwater. And groundwater. Mm. Great for the golf courses. Mm. Yep. Great for the dams. Yep. Not so good probably if you're a cow out in a paddock. Well, it's good for their feed. That's true. You've yes. got to think about that. Yeah. What else is what is the rain great for? It, oh, it's really good for the gardens because, you know, when it rains, it releases nitrogen. And that's why after a rain event, when you go out and look at your lawn, it's much greener. Mm-hmm. Then, yes. So good all round. Good, good all round. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Rowanna Edwards will be back with you next week. Dustin Skipworth sitting in the chair. Uh, 0437922720. If you've got a text message to send in, I'll play this. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. And she will be back with you next week. <laughs> we didn't kick her that far out. No, no. Chair. Have you been home yet? Like you've been here all week? No, nah, just sleeping uh, here now. I reckon. I saw the I saw the chairs, kind of three of them put together there. Yeah. I, there is actually a bed up on the second floor. Is there? Yes. Oh, is that the sick bed? Though? It is, yeah, in the oh, infirmary. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, any sick bed is a bed. I remember when I went to Highgate Primary School and we knew that there was a bed in the infirmary. Sometimes <laughs> we'd just pretend like we were a little bit sick so we could go have a lay down if we didn't want a class. <laughs> I'm sure all the teachers would have been well aware of that little trick, <laughs> Dusty. Uh, I don't know. I don't, we never got caught out on it. I, didn't... <laughs> I think Michael Bate, I think he was the one that told me about it. He said, oh, you know, there's this bed in <laughs> Michael Bate, you have just been ratted on. Well, his mum was a teacher at the school as well. (laughs) (laughs) They actually listened to the ABC. Oh, I've probably got him in trouble now. Uh... Uh, Well, we've got uh, got a special song pick today that, you know, people will love. Well, last week you went with a Triple J-like aversion song and uh, the audience loved it. It was very out there for Mm. the ABC audience. But today you're going back to your roots. Going back to me roots. Little bit of high drama. You, I thought you said you were going to wear. Ah, no, bring in my opera ah, glasses. Yes, I completely forgot. Because it's opera music that you yes, pick for today. Yes, it's a bit, little bit of opera for all the opera lovers. The opera goes off like a frog in a sock. You travel to go to the opera as I, well. Yeah, absolutely. And so what, could you explain your opera glasses? Because you didn't bring them in to me. Are they the oh. ones that only have a... 
Mm-mm. one arm that no. you hold up to your eyes? No, they are proper little binoculars that my mother bought in Venice. Mm. They have mother of pearl and they're gold. They're Fancy. proper posh. Yeah, they're really proper posh. And they come in an exquisite case. And my grandmother left that to me with her fox fur. I've and, seen the fox fur. Yeah, and red stiletto heels because that's what she used to wear to the hopra. Oh, so you're probably worried that I might... Pocket no, no, glasses. I, no, no, I genuinely forgot. That's all right. <laughs> all right, let's get to the let's get to gardening. Uh, if you've got a photo you want to send through, uh, our email address Perth Weekends at your.abc.net.au. Let's start today and head to Bustleton. Sabrina's yes. going to press the button today. I'm going to press that button. There we go. Good hey. morning to you, David. Good morning, Dusty and Sabrina. So much for global warming. Oh yeah. We've got a little bit of global cooling on at present. <laughs> I think so. What's your question for Savvy? Right, I had a, um, I've had a chili bush, that, you know, like chili bushes that would go through seven generations. But yeah. in general, do you try to bother nursing them through winter or yep. just pull out your chilies and um, no. go again with a fresh seedling in summer? I tell you what, I leave mine for two years, David, and then by the by the third winter, they're they're buggered. You've got to pull them out. So definitely, yeah, you'll get the roots, yeah, that's right. So you'll definitely get two two years out of them. So keep. I just prune them back in August. I leave them looking really sad, lonely, and and leafless through winter and then I prune them back in August and then they come good in September. So three, three seasons. Yeah. Okay. That's not too bad because I think my ones that I had, they look look like they're dead. Yeah, they will. They're not happy in winter. No. And you you have to fight yourself to not because they they look bad. They do look bad. I don't know why capsicums don't last through two seasons. Hmm. Chilies do, capsicums don't. They just get... Fungal diseases. I only got one chili off the second season of huh? my chili. I got really? I, I got a bunch off the first one. Yeah, but then uh, so you're supposed to cut it all back. Yes. Okay, so that was probably the issue. Yeah, because the chilies come on the new growth. Yes, mm. that was the issue. I didn't cut it back early enough, and then I think by the time I did cut it back, they had already started to. They've gone. They've gone. Pfft, bit cold now. Yeah. Sorry, you've missed the boat. Oh, well, fair that's enough. What that's what they've said to you right there, Dusty. They didn't like my boat. No. Uh, this one is from Geraldine in Darken. Good morning, ladies. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, he's just a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful soft boy. I've had a truckload of eucalyptus tree mulch given to me, Sabrina. Is it safe to use as mulch around the garden, which has a combination of natives, roses and ornamentals? How long does it need to break down before use? Okay, great question, Geraldine, right off the bat there. Um, So with any mulch that has leaves, fruits, bark and the internal wood, uh, you've got a combination of carbon and nitrogen, which is excellent. So I would suggest you get some blood and bone, you pour on the heap, you add moisture, you cover it with a tarpaulin and you leave it for three to four weeks, three weeks You'll need four weeks in winter, two weeks in summer. Uh, Now, before you put the mulch down, you have to go over the soil with a wetting agent because 
sometimes fungus can develop in wood-based mulch that becomes hydrophobic. So put a wetting agent down, get yourself some spreadable soil microbes, put those down, then put the mulch on top. And that mulch you can use on absolutely everything. Well, sounds like good times getting given mulch. Good times ahead there. Uh, and uh, use a mulch fork. Have you seen those, Dusty? Yeah, it's, well, it's like a pitchfork. Yeah, 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 but it's got like 12 prongs on it. Oh. And they're quite close together. Okay. Mm. A pronged a mulch prong. fork. <laughs> That's fork the one. pronged. Yeah. Um, I'm in trouble because uh, oh. Michael Bates' mum is listening. <laughs> 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 it says, hi, Dustin, mother of Michael Bates here. I was also pre-primary teacher. At your school. <laughs> Had no idea my son and your friends put oh. you up to sickbed prank. See see what happens when you rat people out on air, Dusty? I thought 30 <laughs> years later I would be clear of it. <laughs> Perth really is a small, small town. Oh, it is. Thank you for texting in, mother of like a bait. <laughs> I don't, you, know, you know what? Their phone number to their house is the only phone number of oh, maybe three yeah. that I still memorise. Please don't put that on there. No, 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 no. I won't. <laughs> I and would... Anne would be shivering in her boots now going, no, that's enough of inside information, Dusty. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Uh, let's go to Dung Craig. Ian joins uh, us on the program. Uh, good morning, Ian. Morning, Dusty. Morning, Sabrina. Morning, Ian. Um Sabrina, I just want to ask about some grapevines, please. Mm-hmm. I have uh, half a dozen um, in Duncraig. They've been ravaged yet again another another year with powdery mildew. Oh. Is, uh, this has happened for two or three years now, okay. probably two to three years. Will I will I ever come back or do I need to rip them out? No, 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 don't rip them out, Ian. Now, are you sure it's powdery mildew and not downy mildew? Oh, okay. Well, I'm not really sure. Okay, so 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 powdery on the leaves. Yeah, yeah, and powdery yeah. mildew is on the underside of the leaf. Okay, okay, and this then is all, this be, is all through the leaf and all through the stem. I ah, uh, okay. I reckon you may have downy mildew. Now, don't rip them out, but I want you to do this. So, prune them back now. Take take them down to two buds off the the laterals that come off. Then I want you to spray the entire bush with a anti-rot spray. So they're dormant, but that is going to stick to the buds mm-hmm. that are just sitting there doing nothing at the moment. Then, so so do it until it sort of drips off. Then in August, I want you to spray the entire vine with lime sulphur. Lime sulphur. And then after bud burst, I want you to spray the grapes with wettable sulphur. So there's three, you're going to spray three times. So you're going to give it an anti-rot spray, which is the same stuff that they use for dieback, mm-hmm. an anti-rot spray midwinter. Then before bud burst, you're going to spray them with lime sulphur. Then after bud burst, when they've shot, you're going to spray with wettable sulphur. So if it's downy mildew or powdery mildew, you're attacking both things. You can, If it's still a problem um, before the grapes form, you can then spray again with the anti-rot spray, mm-hmm. which is a phos acid spray. 
All right. Hopefully that helps you, Ian. one 720 Get your questions in for Sabrina Hahn. Uh, just gone 17 minutes past nine. On... And, the, and the other thing is, Dusty. Yeah. Um, if that's all too much for people to try and remember or all rapidly three. write down, yeah. what do they do? They go to the ABC Listen app. And where do they find it? They can find that on their phones. You can go into the App Store. Yep. You could go online if you wanted to Absolutely. ABC Perth. Yep. And then you can listen back yeah, to the, the entire program. Yeah. You could have us playing on rotation. <laughs> could you imagine if someone just said, the only show I want to listen to is Roots and Shoots. Yep. 24 hours a day. Yep. Michael Bates' mum, she's probably going <laughs> to probably listen to it again. I need to recall Michael Bate now. I'm thinking about it. one three hundred triple two seven twenty or on the text line. This one from Robin Gosnells. Mm. Uh, my Kunzia Baxteri has rather has not flowered for a couple of years. Oh, Rob. What shall Rob be doing? Okay, so Rob, you're in Gosnells, so your Kunzia Baxteri should actually flower, but they need a lot of sun. They respond really well to pruning, so I would prune it now. Prune it back. Uh, prune it now. Give it some fertiliser and make sure it's getting enough sun because you're in the right soil type in Gosnells. You could add a bit of red gravel on top because I love red gravel uh, and see if that helps. To chop a third off? No, oh, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, take a third. Do it, Rob. I'm going to come up with different fractions fairly soon. <laughs> take eight, eight, eight elevenths <laughs> off of the top of your Baxter eye. Uh, Carl in Byford, good morning. Oh, good morning. Hi, hi Sabrina. Hello, um, Carl. The uh, Yeah, I've got um, uh, some finger limes mm-hmm. and uh, they're in relatively uh, small pots like a, a foot across and they've been bearing uh, fruits and, and uh, that's, that's um, uh, just finished. When's the best time to, uh, to pot them up and to prune them? I suspect because they're um, sort of tropical, yep. a, warm, a warmer time of the year is the better time to do that. You are right on the money there, Carl. Exactamonde. So, so not right now. Not right now. So leave it until septem- the end of September, October. Repot and prune at the same time. All right. Not in the chilly weather. Do no. not go out there and do it now, Carl. Nope. Uh, this one says, love to know how to remove clover weed from palmetto buffalo lawn. Okay, so clover is a tricky thing to get rid of. Now, palmetto is a um, a buffalo strain, mm-hmm. so it's a coarse leaf grass. You can get a clover weed killer specifically for buffalo. Can't give you the product name, but go to a nursery. Tell them that you've got palmetto lawn and you've got clover. Some people, um, some people will use a really strong fertilizer on the clover, uh, and that can knock it off. But there is there is um, a herbicide just for clover in the palmetto in um, buffalo lawn. All right, uh, let's go to Brisbane. Brisbane. Oh, how marvellous. Hello in Brisbane, Gay. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. And is it w- is it nice and warm yeah. in Brisbane? It's it's only seventeen degrees, but you know what? Oh, we've only. just come back from yeah, we've just come back from 
um, seven, six, seven weeks in Melbourne, and uh, we're loving the sunshine. Oh, in the yeah. last three days here. <laughs> Gay, what what brings you to listening to the ABC Radio oh, Perth? We travel all the time, and I listen to you either every Saturday or oh. on podcast yeah, all the time. Oh. I love you to death. Oh, Gay, what a fan! I love it. Thank you, yeah. thank you. What can Sabrina help you with uh, this morning in Brisbane? Uh, I, I've got an arbor with mm-hmm. a two bleeding hearts <gasps> either side. Oh, my favourite climber. They're so beautiful. And this is the one that is red and purple. Yes, um, yes. And now they're not synchronising. Uh, so I've had them in fact uh, over eight years and they've been absolutely beautiful until two or three years ago. And either one comes out in flower and the other one looks yellow and straggly or, and I treat them with trace elements. And now I have to, I really would like to get them back flowering at the same time. At the moment, I'm looking at it and one is beautiful on the right-hand side, but the left-hand side is awful. How extraordinary. (laughs) Um, Gay, has any... um, Are there any trees nearby the one that's out of whack? Oh, they're both under very large um, poinciana trees that have okay. been there for 32 years. Yeah, yeah. Has the canopy cover become greater, though? Like, is oh. one of them sort of in more shade now? No, no. they're both okay. under, under dappled light. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the one that is recalcitrant or a bit slow in its flowering, I would prune it back quite hard. So with the bleeding heart vine, you can prune them back quite hard, but you've got to wait until you know, a little bit later on in the year. I guess the the thing to do is to prune them both at the same time so that the new growth emerges at the same time. And I would up the amount of fertiliser you're giving them. Mm-hmm. So one of them may have a weaker root system and it can't uptake nutrients as much as the other. But that's really about all you can do, Gay. Well, I appreciate we appreciate you, Gay, for yeah. listening from Brisbane. I know how exciting, and that's the the uh, the wonders of technology like the ABC Listen app, isn't it? Ever download it whenever you would like. Take us to Brisbane if you want. Uh, our uh, email address if you want to send us through a photo here on Saturday breakfast. Yes, on Roots and Shoots Perth weekends at your dot abc dot net dot au, just like this one. Uh, it says, this crop of good knows, good knows what it is has sprung up since the rains. Oh. I've already had just about every weed you could think of in Darlington Garden. Is this yet another, another one? What will it grow into and oh. how do I manage or control it? I've pulled up the picture. Sabrina, can you identify? That actually looks like horseradish. Oh, there's a lot of it. Yeah, because it spreads like wildfire. So that's um, self-seeded. Uh, now, if you hit that with the, because it'll have a, there'll be a like a, a deep root system mm-hmm. below that, so the all the organic sprays are not going to work on it. Um, so you can smother it, cover it with uh, a heavy heavy plastic or something where the 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 um, the leaves can't make chlorophyll; they can't get yeah. to sunshine. You can spray it with a glyphosate-based spray. Uh, You could try the pelagonic acid sprays. Mm. They're not that effective in winter for something that forms a tuber. Um, They could start up a production line of horseradish. Or you can slash. 
So every time the leaves come up, you whip a snippet and then gradually you exhaust the 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 storage in the in the root mm-hmm. uh, and it stops coming up. How many times do you reckon you'd have to whip a snippet though? Uh, probably about because it'll be seasonal when it comes up, probably uh, at least six times this winter and then the same again next winter. All right. Or you can hit it with glyphosate. You're going to be busy mm-hmm. with your horseradish. I found out that they use horseradish in wasabi. Yeah, well, but well, that's cheating. Well, I know. Yeah. But a lot of the, the horseradish, really. yeah. a lot of the wasabi we get is not actually wasabi. Yes, exactly. I did not know. Yeah, that's cheating. one 300 George joins us uh, from Bunbury. Good morning to you, George. G'day, Dusty. Sir. Hello, George. I, um, I was signed up years ago chasing a Timoshina tree. Yeah. Um, I never did manage to find one for sale, but I have found one in someone's garden. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm not planning on it. Should we talk it. about this on the radio or not? <laughs> Do you want to take this off air? <laughs> I, um, I managed to get some cuttings off it. Yeah. And none of my cuttings took. Oh. Ripper. So I they, wanted they either a pipe or cuttings. Oh. Or am I better off doing an air layer on it if the owner will let me? Uh, yeah, um... You know what I would, yeah, I think aerial layering would work on the Tibicina. Now, I I have seen, there is a wholesale nursery that grows Tibicina, George. So. The, tra- the trees or the dwarf version? No. The the, the, so the trees will all come from um, New South Wales and Queensland. Imported. Um, and I have seen those online for sale. But, so. With aerial laying, go and go and visit your your friends there. So you can aerial layer in winter, but you'll have to leave it on until spring until it's developed um, a, a root system. What's aerial layer? But uh, so aerial layering is where the stem above the ground. Yeah. You actually take out some of the bark. You pack it with sphagnum moss. Mm-hmm. You wrap it in plastic. You put a hormone gel on it first after you've taken, scraped a bit of the bark out. It will develop roots around uh, that because yeah. it's wrapped in sphagnum moss. It's in the dark. It's nice and warm. It's moist. So then after a, a few months when it's developed roots, you basically cut that stem off below the aerial graft. Yeah. It's already got roots. Put it in the and garden. And you plant it in the garden or in a pot. Oh, how awesome. I've never heard about doing that. Mm. Very popular with camellias and magnolias. People do a lot of aerial layering like that. Um, so that's and, what you would advise, seeing as the other cuttings haven't worked for George. Yeah, but George, if you if you're going and talking to the owner of said tibicina, um, you need to take the the tip cuttings in summer. So you don't want those cuttings more than twelve to fifteen centimeters long, mm-hmm. and you're going to bury. Forty percent of it in the pot. All right. Mm. Good luck to you, George. Good luck out there, and good on you for asking. You're the owner of the Chibachina. Yeah. Um, this one before we get to Sabrina's pick for today. Uh, BJ in Bustleton. Mm. Good morning, all. Sabrina, I am worrying about my roses. Oh. Still happy flowering. Yeah. Usually prune in August. Should I be doing it earlier? Also, my rose of Sharon. 
Okay, Rose of Sharon is a hibiscus. I thought he was talking about his wife, Sharon. Well, she might be a rose of his true love. Oh. Um, so Rose of Sharon is a big multicoloured hibiscus and it changes colour from white to pink to sort of deep red. So because it's, it's hibiscus, your Rose of Sharon, do not prune it until September. Mm-hmm. Now, your roses, they're all flowering beautifully because they got so badly hit with chilli thrips and the chilli thrips are now going into overwinter because it's too cold for them. They're flowering like a demon. So do you prune or do you not prune? Yes, you prune. To prune or not so, to prune. Um, so BJ, still prune in August. So any time from the end of July to August, you go ahead and prune. All right. Prune, prune, prune away, BJ, and it has just gone half past nine, so Sabrina. Mm. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. And it's all over to Savvy to take us to the opera. Ah, yes, we are. What have you selected? Well, we're going handle this morning. We're getting a handle on handle. Oh, I thought you you were talking about Um, a handle of something else. No, George Frederick Handel. And we're going to listen to a beautiful aria from an opera that actually had about three variations on it. But um, so the opera, so the, the, the... Aria that we're listening to is Lascia la Spina Coglia la Rosa, oh, which means leave the thorn and take the rose. And then it had a second a sitting, if you will, um, which is Let Me Weep, which is Pasha Kioi Pianya. Leave the thorn and take the, the rose. So basically, it's a typical. Sad, oh. operatic, tragic story where um, love was defied and uh, lost, and then you felt nothing but sorrow for the rest of your life. Um, anyway, very upbeat um, track for it's um, an up. Uh, it is absolutely exquisite, and um, the the um, the opera, the soprano, I think, is Rebecca Haim. In this one. All right. Um, so listen to it. You will be moved. Be moved by Sabrina's pick for today.
Roots and Shoots with Sabrina Hahn. What mood are you in right now? How superbly serene. How much fun was it watching the text message? (laughs) (laughs) We got... We got sort of from one extreme to the other, didn't we, Dusty? Chris from Duncraig says, best choice of music ever, Sabrina. Thank you. Thank you for Chris. Uh, This one from Barb and Geraldton. Hi, I'm not even out of bed yet. Big night playing cards, but can hear the beautiful music wafting from my kitchen. Frank's listening to your show. I've taught him well, whatever it is. I love it. Welcome back, Sab. I've missed you. Biased. Barb. From Geraldton. Barb always, always has a little comment on the song pick, song pick. Thank you, Barb. But not everyone loved it, did they? No, yeah. Uh, this one says, what's with the funeral music, Sabby? <laughs> uh, and then uh, from Daryl in Mandra, Sabrina, should be called diarrhea, as in diarrhea. Oh, oh funny. Daryl. Daryl, you're funny, man. And then this one. Uh, from Annie in Chidlow. Very nice, but would prefer something like the Sex Pistols. <laughs> Help me jump around a bit more as it's so bloody cold up here in Chidlow. We can do Sex Pistols. I think I played punk a few weeks back now. We'll bring in a bit more punk. All right. Well, thank you for all of your uh, great text messages. We love when you have fun on the text line Absolutely. with us. Uh, let us head off to... Geraldton with Ross. Good morning to you, Ross. Morning, Dusty. Morning, Sabrina. Morning, Ross. <laughs> What's your question? I don't like your choice of music, Sabrina. Fair enough. Go at it. You know, that's why we love listeners that are frank and honest because that's what makes the world go round. We all have different tastes in life. <laughs> A bit of Johnny Cash would have been lovely. I, I've never played. I, I've only oh. ever played one. Is that what you'd call country? Is Johnny yeah. Cash country in Western Ross? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I really have have a deep respect for Johnny Cash, so I just don't know much about country and Western music. But I'll bring some in. Good. What can we help you with? My question to you is that I have a lot of frangipani trees around the house. Must be nice. And at this, yeah, they are lovely. And now at this time of the year, they drop their leaves. And I've been raking the ones off the lawn and putting them into a compost tumbler. The ones that fall in the garden, I just leave them there to rot. Right. Question is, are they good to put in a compost tumbler and leave on the ground around the trees? They are fine to leave on the ground around the le- uh, around the trees, Ross. Now, frangipani leaves are full of sap and they have a waxy sort of they're a waxy leaf so they take a very long time to compost down. If you add a little bit of nitrogen to them, then they rot down quicker. Mm. They're fine in the compost. They're fine to leave on the ground, but they do take a long time to break down. I noticed that with my frangipani tree that only produces leaves. (laughs) Just lots of leaves. Oh, dusty. Lots of leaves. We'll get past it. Uh, This one came through. Loved this song. Only problem, about seven minutes too long, Sabrina. (laughs) It was only six and a half minutes. They wanted it to be minus 30 seconds. Um, that's a bit, I think that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah. Harsh. Could have been maybe a little bit shorter. Yeah. But that's all right. Uh, let's go to Mosman Park. Veronica, good morning to you. Hi there. How are you going? Doing good. very well. 
Um, I have a, um, a Hakea Lorena, and oh, I actually have four of them, and they yeah. were planted when the house was built about eight years ago. And yeah. they um, they're in a row, and they go sort of like from the front of the house towards the road. Yeah. And the one closest to the house is absolutely beautiful, and it flowers every year, and it's beautiful and green. And but the other four, um, sort of like especially the two in the middle, uh, they look like they have like a fungal infection. Their oh. their leaves are rusted. They're um, spindly. They're not flourishing. And then the one closest to the road um, is better, but um, certainly, you know, looks a little bit like the two in the middle. So yeah. I just... I just don't know really what to do because I've, I've tried using like a, an antifungal mancozeb spray on them. Yep. I've tried, um, you know, doing the... Um, uh, just pruning them, at, you know, sort of a little bit yeah. um, once a year, and I just don't know what to do with them because they they just they're just not happy. <laughs> uh, Veronica, are they the semi weeping one or are they the normal standard one? Um, no, they do they do weep, but they're um, they're quite um, sort of like dense in their in their canopy. Okay, in tuned with their emotions, not weeping all the time. <laughs> No, no, it's just that they, they came out with a with a semi-weeping form many years ago and they don't seem to be as robust as the as the ordinary upright hakea. Okay, so you've done the so you've done the Mancozeb spray. The only other thing that I could suggest is you try the anti-rot spray. Um and then I would go, you're in Mozzie Park, so I would go and get some gravel, mm-hmm. which you can buy from the landscape yards because there's a mineral in that that the, that the hakea really, really like. In the gravel? Yeah. Oh. Um, so get the red gravel, put that, the fine, it's, it's crushed, put that around the base, spray with the anti-rot. Um, hakeas are a little bit, funny in that that very a lot of them are really slow growing and their their root system is quite temperamental so i'd use the use a native fertilizer on them do the anti-rot spray get the red gravel and see how that goes all right rose with this message and i love the analogy that comes at the end it says one dustin you're busy every time i turn on the radio i'm sorry i am (laughs) on the radio every time There you are. Tell tell Savvy, though, a completely different speed on the music this week, but it was good. You have changed. You have to change speed sometimes. You can't go around the corner at 100 kilometres an hour. That is so true, Rose, because sometimes you hit stuff. So Unless you're in a Formula One car and then they go around at about 200 kilometres an hour, and I just don't know how they do it. I know, and it looks exhausting. Oh. Whereas... whereas I think they must come out really tired when they go round and round. In you should see therapy. Sabby and I after when we get to 10 o'clock. <laughs> we are just exhausted in here. That's why we play opera. <laughs> so we put our feet up for six and a half minutes. Not seven, but six and a half minutes. Quarter to ten on a Saturday breakfast gardening. Roots and shoots. Lynn in South Perth with us this morning. Good morning to you, Lynn. Good morning, Dusty. Good morning, Sabrina. Good morning. Um, hoping you can help me. I have, my pride and joy in my garden is a Daphne that I've grown from a cutting many years ago. Yeah. Uh, I have it in a pot, um, but I I don't know how to encourage new growth on it. Okay, so they actually will be growing quite vigorously now, Lynn. So you have to fertilise it now. 
Daphne's require lots of different minerals and if you want to encourage it to grow, you need a really good balance between potassium, nitrogen, manganese, magnesium, sulfur, zinc, blah, 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 blah. So you need to uh, change your fertiliser to one that's got all those minerals in it and you need to foliar spray the Daphne with a foliar liquid fertiliser that is uh, has hormones and chlorophyll builders in it. If you go to a nursery, they have a foliar liquid fertiliser that you spray on the leaves and that will certainly help it to grow. But you won't find it in hardware stores. You'll have to go to a nursery. Good luck with your pride and joy, Lynn. Mm. South Perth uh, is where we were. We will head to White Gum Valley. But before that, let's head to Bangkok uh, on oh. the text line. Greetings oh. from Bangkok. Hi, Sabrina. Great show, guys. Listen every week. Wow. You must be using the ABC Listen app in Bangkok. What's a good fertilizer for buffalo grass? 39 <laughs> here today or yesterday. Oh, ha ha ha, with a little bit of a laugh at us, Tom. Tom, that's unkind. Before you answer Tom, though, yeah. the next te- text message just says, I'm taking you to Bundaberg for 12 months, Sab. <laughs> Did they ask? <laughs> or not? I haven't, I haven't had a proposal uh, to go to Bundaberg, but I love Bundaberg. I'd be very happy to go for 12 months. They have some great um, <laughs> ginger beers in Bundaberg. <laughs> I love it that we go all around the world, Dusty, all around the world. That's why this is the best gardening show on the planet as we speak. In fact, someone's texted in and said, Sabrina, we love to hear your, I wish it wouldn't do that, oh, I hate it when your broad do. and wonderful taste in music. If anyone wants to complain, they can always turn the dial and find someone else talking gardening. Oh, but they won't have an, a nowhere near as much fun. Abs- no chance. Absolutely All not. right. Well, um, so, Tom, Bangkok. Bangkok. Tom, your lawn. The unfortunate thing for Tom is I can't give product names. Yes. Out over. He might not be able to even get them in Bangkok anyway. But probably not. Yeah. But the thing about lawn is you want one that is definitely, definitely low in phosphorus, mm-hmm. okay? You want a good level of potassium. You don't want nitrogen more than – so it'll have the NPK. So your N, you don't want it more than 10%. Mm-hmm. The P, which is potassium, you can have that up to 6. The K – sorry, the K is potassium – which you don't want more than six, and then the P, which is phosphorus, you want it less than one. So ten six one, yep, is what you want. Yep, Tom. Hopefully, you can head down to whatever they have as a local yeah gardening store. Always look at the back of the pack, Tom. Right. But if it's in a different language, could be tricky. Well, I reckon Tom probably speaks. Oh yeah, he would do. He lives there. Yeah, yeah, he lives there. Yeah. Tom, oh. thanks a lot for listening, mate. Yes, We're Tom. We're quite chuffed. We are very chuffed. We've gone everywhere. Where have we been today? We've been to <laughs> Brisbane. We've been to Hong Kong. Yep, I'm going to Bundaberg. You're going to Bundaberg. <laughs> Where else are you listening from? That will surprise us. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. White Gum Valley, not so surprised by this one, but Ollie joins us this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dusty. Good morning, Sabrina. I'm actually in Kurubup on oh. the south coast. Oh, oh. that down, surprised down us. It does. But I'm, I'm, calling, I'm calling about White Gum Valley, my dear mother's fajoa, that is this massive, big, beautiful tree that fruits abundantly, drops its fruit, which never ripens. We put oh. it on the, the sill there and leave it for a long oh, time. Oh, no. Happened. Year in, year out, and I keep forgetting to call you about yeah. it. Yeah. 
Okay, Ollie. Um, now, it, how old are the Fajoas? Uh, it, I'd say it's probably about six years old. It's unusual that it's done that. Is it getting enough sun? It's in, it's it's on the east side of a okay. place, so it, it yep, definitely so gets, it gets good, enough good sun. Midday, and good midday sun a little bit in the morning. So is the fruit fully formed before it drops or is it not? Yes, they, they, they really seem to be a good size, like bigger than the fruit that I get down here. That's really weird. Um, okay, so I would suggest that it's a fertiliser regime. Uh, now, in White Gum Valley, of course, you've got that gutless sandy soil. So I would change a fertiliser to one that's got 60 different minerals in it. Get some soil, spreadable soil microbes because that will attach itself to the root system and help the fajoa to actually uptake the nutrients. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're going to have to do for your lovely mum. Oh, good on you, Ollie. Good on you. Uh, 10 minutes to 10 here on ABC. Uh, Sabrina Hahn in with us. If you've got a question, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Uh, this one from Marg. Ah, who wants 35 degrees in Bangkok? Sounds foul. Give oh. me WA winter anytime. Ooh, no, I prefer Bangkok 35 yeah. degrees personally. With a couple but... of Mai Tais. Yeah. Um, mm. Let's go to Pemberton. Yes. Charlie, uh, yep. my capsicums are in their 10th year out in the open and going strong. I hate to disappoint Charlie, but uh, capsicums self-seed. Okay. And if you have got the same capsicum plant going strong for 10 years, particularly in Pemberton where it's cold as hell, I would be extremely surprised. Oh, so it's just new plants. Mm. Okay. Mm. Either way, he's doing well. Oh, I, 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 I concur. I mean. I thought you were going to take your opera hat off for him. <laughs> it looked like it. <laughs> or you're saluting him maybe. <laughs> Uh, this one from uh, Geraldton, Alex. Uh, I have white speckles on my elkhorn leaves. Perhaps they are eggs. What should I do to relieve my plant from them? See photo attached. I'm guessing that's on the email. Yep. But we haven't seen the we photo. We haven't seen the photo, but now, you can understand I, it. I can. Alex, now, if you can scratch those little speckles off with your finger and when you squish it, either red or orange colour comes from it, you have scale on your elkhorn. Now, elkhorns, you can't merrily go off and spray with oils because it could kill your elkhorn. You can use a potassium soap. I can't give you a product name, but it's potassium soap. Or you could have the absolute pure joy of getting a toothbrush and scraping off those little eggs. That sounds very tedious. Oh, I don't know. You just sort of many... make, make yourself a cup of tea. Out you go with your toothbrush. What if it, you don't drink tea? Thing that's well to go out with your coffee. What if you don't drink coffee? Take your champagne. Out. I do drink champagne. There you go. Sounds like a good time. That's the one. Because uh, um, you can't use oil sprays on them. Okay. Mm. Hopefully that helps you, Alex. Uh, we've got some more just saying hellos because uh, I said, where are you listening to us from? This one, it oh. says, I don't have a question, just thought I'd say hello from Wyndham, oh. the very last town at the top, tip top of WA. So true, Scotty. Wyndham, fantastic place. Also, uh, a hello from the middle of Western Australia, Werber- Werberton. 
Oh. Warburton. 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 Oh. Warburton dollar. I even know Warburton. Warburton, but dollar. I didn't realise it was Warburton dollar. dollar. Me either. Maybe, Maybe that's his name, her name. Oh. Dollar. Mm. Nice to meet you. Ah. Lovely. Let's head off to Helena Valley. Good morning to you, Glenn. Yes, good morning. Uh, quick question. Um, with all the big heavy rains, um, we, our mineral pool overflowed a little bit onto the lawn. It's uh, high in potassium chloride and magnesium chloride, obviously. Yeah. And it's stressed, it's stressed the, the Kaikui um, and buff, uh, Kaikui Cooch combo lawn. Yeah. It's not dead. It's no. gone uh, that horrible yellowy colour. Yeah. I've tried to boost up um, with the fish foods and try and neutralise it. What more else can I do during this winter time? Well, the thing is, Glenn, that all those lawns, are, they've slowed their growth rate, rate right down and I doubt that they'll be able to uptake anything anyway. It's just we've mm-hmm. got more rain coming. That will help to flush it out. Um, you just go. It's just going to take time. I certainly wouldn't put anything else on it at this stage. I wouldn't even think about that if you your pools because my my mum's pool has overflowed as well. But oh. they have bricks there, so oh, okay, they yep. don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yep. your grass mm. chemicals. But the grass will come back. Okay. Yep. How long? Well, it's not going to come back until spring. Okay. So it's going to look pretty awful all through winter. But because of the rains and because we have freer draining soils, the the chemical will eventually leach out. Lindsay in Girraween. Hi, guys. I'm in uh, in 96 days. Who's counting? I'll be in Bangkok. <laughs> and I'm more than happy with 35 degree weather. Uh, Let's check in with Lindsay when it gets a little bit closer. Yeah, absolutely, Lindsay. <laughs> Elizabeth in Albany. Good morning to you. Good morning. Morning, Elizabeth. What's your question for Sab? Well, question is a bit weird, I suppose. When I moved in uh, <coughs> over 20 years ago, yeah. I had a pot plant put by my removal person uh, beside my garage, and it was my favourite plant, spider plants. Oh, <laughs> one Lord. Plant I haven't exterminated. Oh. You know, once you've got a spider plant in your garden, you'll have it forever. You know that, don't you, Elizabeth? It's it's done that the whole side of the garage something oh. like um, it's all plant 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 it's self planted yeah. all over. Yeah. Do you want to get thick. rid of it, Elizabeth? Well, I don't know. See, I got dunnards that use it like a tunnel uh, farm. You know. So. Oh really? Oh well, yes. I'd leave it. Yeah. Um, what about flowering? I had one lonely, one lonely little flower last yeah. spring. Yeah, they don't. They flower better in the in the tropical regions, Elizabeth. That's what I thought. Yeah, mm. but if you've got dunnets that are using it as a home, that is what we call rewilding. Mm. And um, you know, it's hard for dunnets to find a, a safe little haven. So. Well done for rewilding. So, Elizabeth, allow the Dunnets yeah. to enjoy the spider plant, even yeah. though it sounded like it, it's just taken over. Yeah, and you, it's, you can't spray it. You just have to dig it out, unfortunately. Let's try to get Guy in from Manjum up before we hit the uh, news up at 10 o'clock. Good morning to you, Guy. Good morning. Morning, Guy. Morning, What's your question for Savvy? Um, I've got a, um, a mixed uh, orchard down at Manjumup, stone fruit. Yeah. Um, had it for a number of years. Yep. Um, having a bit of a trouble with brown rot. I think it's brown rot. Yeah. Um, basically, the the fruit uh, matures. I try to pick it uh, mature fruit. Yep. And it starts to go brown and starts to rot. 
Yeah. Can't see any signs of damage on the outside, but it looks yeah. like it's right. I have sprayed it with sulphur. Yep. Pre, uh, pre-dormant pre after I've pruned it. Okay. And I'm just wondering whether I should be doing some other program, yep. even using Manco Zeb. Yep. What do you recommend? I, I would recommend you give the give it a give them a liquid copper spray when they're completely dormant in winter. And then you can switch from Mancozeb to uh, your sulfur spray. So you may need to use a combination of those three sprays, Guy, and um, space them apart. All right. Uh, last question off the text line. Chris mm. says, uh, I'm cutting out neem trees. Ooh. What's the best way of killing off the remainder of the tree? Okay. In a glass jar, you mix 60% kerosene, 40% blackberry tree killer. You make fresh cuts and you paint it on. And someone wanted to know what the song pick was. Lasha, La Spina, Colia, La Rosa. Oh, how... Leave the thorn, take the rose. Handle. What an aria. Mm. Also, Leonie says, I always listen to you on my walks in Singapore when I'm staying with my daughter there. Oh, Leonie. I know who Leonie is. I think it's the Leonie I know. Yes. I know a Leonie. It could be that Leonie. Could well be. I don't think it is, though. Well, you know. And very quickly, someone's asked about it. Can they prune a rose mallee? tree. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can, and it won't stop it from flowering. So you need to start pruning the rose mallees when they're young, and you can train them into a bush rather than a tree. Oh. Well, Sabrina, we have jaunted around the globe, around (laughs) Australia. Uh, I'll uh, be with you on Tuesday. You'll be with me on Tuesday. Yes, Dusty. No need for you to go home in between. I'll stay here (laughs) until then. Thank you, Sabrina, as always. My pleasure. Uh, It's just about to go uh, 10 a.m. here on ABC Radio Perth. Uh, Actually, uh, on Monday, as I mentioned earlier, Gina Chick, the Alone Australia winner, who was supposed to be with us today on Saturday Breakfast, uh, will join me on Afternoons. Uh, That will be at 3 p.m. on Monday. Uh, Great to be with you today. What's wrong with a bit of cold weather? Just warm up. Oh, we always try and get away for a week or so. It's very winter. It's easier to warm up than cool down sometimes. Warming your winter with ABC Radio Perth and on the ABC Listen app. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.